Oh man, oh man, what we on? What we at? It's my early 2000s rapper at a concert impression. <laughs> what we <laughs> on? Perfect. What we at? Make some noise. Uh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. All the ladies in the house make noise. Ah, make noise. <laughs> right. I got chill. I got chill. Oh my god, no. You, no, you. you just made me fucking. Oh, dude, I'm trying to fucking think of that fucking. That Master P No Limit song. Which like, one? dude, it was. Bro, it was just one of the most hilarious things, I thought. Uh, not make them say on. Still, no. No. No, it wasn't that. I'm it was. Kidding. It was a like. I'm not, dude. Oh my god, what was it? I can't fucking remember. No, no but idea. Like, how it was. Went. No, but no, like it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to look it up, but I don't want to fuck up my 4G right now. <laughs> <laughs> not the 4G. <laughs> you ain't up on that coronavirus oh, 5G though. Man. No, I'm not here in this little small-ass town. Hell no. Uh, true. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't got there yet. Bro, we won't have that shit for like another year or so. That 5G Rona. Man, did you hear what everybody's saying about that? Like all these these weirdos What's saying that? it's causing the virus? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. it's like people sick and shit. Oh, like yeah. they're, they're wild. The yeah, I don't. Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But I can remember Master P and No Limit, though, they did come out with some subwoofers and amplifiers back in the day. <laughs> Those shit's right. <laughs> Must be had the hookup. I didn't have the hookup, no. Uh, I, I had Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> word, word, word. Everything Memphis was yo shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, yeah I, don't, I don't listen to much rap nowadays, but mm-hmm. I did actually just buy on, uh, I think it was March. Was March the third month of the year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on three six day, I did buy uh, a first pressing of three six mafia to Unbreakables on vinyl. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm not mad at you, man. I'm not mad. You was definitely always always like the much more much bigger fan of three six than than I ever was. Um, but yeah, you definitely had to hit on deck, man. I remember them days. <laughs> I definitely remember well, I still got days. the hits on deck. You said that we got the what on deck? I still got the hits on deck. Yeah. <laughs> word, word, word. Seen, uh, seen, seen Pat live twice, gave him a blunt the first time. It's pretty tight. Did he smoke it? <laughs> I mean, I just kind of gave it to him because like, his, his boys were like, knock it the fuck out of here. Ah, okay. Okay, it wasn't lit. You just rolled it up. It was like, yo, here. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even gotta smoke it with me, Pat. <laughs> Project. Yeah, I actually remember you going or telling me about it. We might have even talked about it on one on an episode, um, but like off of off of Washington Street near ABC Liquors, that little venue over there. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's what's up. It was. It was lit. We were, we were the most wild dudes up in there. Hell yeah. Did you uh you know I know I know Pat was one of your uh, always one of your favorites. Have you gotten to see like all your favorite artists live? Not all of them, no. No. Who uh who's who's missing on the list that that you could see? Oh. I mean like well, Motorhead, but they're oh, all well. dead now. Yeah. Can you hear yeah. that fucking dog barking? Nope. I hear that okay, siren cool. in the background. 
Was that me and you? I think it was me and you. We were recording and like sound like gunshots. Yeah. I think that was I think I think it was on your your side. I don't know if it was on my side. Yeah. It might have been yours, yeah. Damn, I wonder if they are. Mine, because right. I paused. Yeah, they got yeah. wetted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got wetted up. Wet party. I'm sitting there trying to, man, I hope they're okay. Yeah, man. Got fucking wetted. Wetted. <laughs> don't get don't get wetted up. Damn, bro. It's, it's really 2003 out here. <laughs> wet, wet that boy up. That's crazy. Uh, three, three, three Six Mafia. They had a song called "Let's Throw a Motherfucking Wet Party." <laughs> Yo, yes, yeah, a little, a little different. <laughs> Man, no, no, no. It was talked about going and riding up and da, 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 yeah. da, da, wet bah, that, wet bah. that boy up. That's wild. <laughs> that is wild, man. Anybody, uh, anybody else on your list you haven't that you haven't seen that well that that's a, alive to be able to see? Oh, oh, there's a ton. Um, yeah. Like, like it's a ton of like underground bands that are just in Europe and they like can't come over to the states for some reason. They always have visa issues. From oh, uh, my favorite band, uh, Sodom. Yeah, they got hmm. me like into thrash metal like i was i was actually just like looking up pictures of like the chemical agent orange one day yeah and i seen this album cover and i was like holy fuck <laughs> that was rad That's and i fucking and i hit youtube and just fucking blasted it and i was like this is this got me into thrash metal and like back into like heavy metal i guess but it really got me into thrash metal yeah and yeah i mean that's dope that is dope, man. That is dope. How about you, man? Um, the only so I, I've basically seen all my favorites. So I saw Sky Zoo back in two thousand nine, uh, two thousand ten. It's been ten whole ass years. Did uh, you meet him? I did meet him. We uh nice. we 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 took a picture together. He actually shouted me out during the show. No way. He did because uh so this was after his first full length album came out. The album came out in September. And uh, this is March when the show came around, and I'm just hitting every word like, "Yo, yeah, yeah, we're going to this show, Duke. We're gonna go. <laughs> we went to my ex's uh, Taco Tuesday event for her sorority, and she was uh, joking with me because she knew like yeah, everybody go see you know man, my my favorite rapper. We had split at the time, but we had a cool relationship. Um, and then uh, yeah, went to go go. He shouted me out. We took a picture. And funny enough, I actually, um, a year later, he had a tape coming out. And I actually interviewed him on, on the radio station back back in the day, um, which was dope. Which is such, such a dope, yeah, such a dope experience getting to talk to him live. I bet if you, ever, if you guys ever met up again, he'd, fucking, he'd probably remember you. I mean, 10 years, I don't know. I'd have to show him the picture. <laughs> like, yo, Duke, you remember this? Yo, I, I keep this in my wallet. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I keep this close by just in case. Yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, real cool experience. Um, I saw Fly Union live before they split up. Um, Jerrod now just drops solo albums, which I definitely want to see Jerrod live. I saw Fly Union live. Uh, I went to go visit my sister for this show, and they had like a fashion show on her campus. And whoever booked the fashion show booked Fly Union. Well. You know where my sister lives. Um, 
in in, uh, in in home state and a rather large city in home state. I mean, well, com- comparatively to others, but not that large of a city. So after the fucking uh, fashion show, man, that that spot cleared out. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> bro, it was like me, sis, her home girl, three fans. It was like eight of us <laughs> in the whole crowd. Eight of us in the crowd. Like they had a runway. They didn't need the whole runway. Um, eight of us in the crowd, and I remember. I remember so clearly. So at the time, they were getting ready to drop uh, the second group album later that summer, and they had just dropped a little loose single called "Stupid." And so the chorus goes. The chorus is just the beat, and all of a sudden they go, "Stupid, stupid." Stupid. So they're performing a song, and the hook comes up. And I forget, Jerome is on the mic, and he's going, Stupid. We look stupid. We look stupid. Listen, he had to make the best out of it. Um, I had a good time, man. Saw Saw Fly Union. I saw Jay Z live back in 09 as well. Um, that was a dope show. That was uh, what Jay Z, J Cole, Nerd, and uh, Wale had just dropped his first album. So that was that was a big tour they were going on. That was a uh, near hometown, not in the hometown, but near hometown. So was really happy to see J Cole. Um, back when I was much more of a J Cole fan, he had just dropped his. Uh, he hadn't dropped his album yet. He had dropped the warm up tape, and uh, Wale had just dropped his first album, Attention Deficit. He was wilding. He he was in the crowd trying to hype him up. He, the album had just dropped, so nobody knew the words to the songs. But he uh, he had a single with Lady Gaga going. He was he was trying to build it up. Um, who haven't I seen? I want to see Little Brother still. I was still going. well. So Little Brother split up for yeah, like yeah for like eight years, and then eight nine years they even like stopped being friends, which which fucked me up. And so they got cool again. Like the friendship was back on track, and I was content with that. Like I'm not one of those weird fans. Are like, oh well, let's drop the album. So they got yeah. cool again, and then they like performed um, in North Carolina. They're all from North Carolina, and they like performed like a one shot. And then I guess after that, like the the gears was going, and they put out another album. Um, like what August August of last year. Um. And it was like, yeah, because it was dropped like right around when I first got to the city I'm living in now. And so I was very close to going to see them, but they were performing on like the busiest day in the company. It's the worst thing about concerts. Yeah. And so they're on the worst days, the middle of the week shit. Bruh. And it was, it was, listen, it was set. It was a Saturday. But most of my work, like my traveling work, is on Saturdays, and it was literally the busiest day of the year. So right when I found out, I knew I wasn't gonna get that get that night off, but I had to shoot my shot anyway, and uh, did not get that uh, that shot off. That shit clanged off the rim. Um, so you know, that's still on my list. Um, now that they're back together, I mean, I had gotten over it before, thinking, okay, well, they're not gonna they're not together. So cross that off. But, uh, yeah, so that's probably the I mean, last one. There's a lot of underground shows that yeah. I would love to go see, but it's like 
they go on tour and it's like four days. It's like, right. dang, like yeah. it's, that's your tour. Four right, days. right, right. <laughs> There's probably some R and B singers I want to see. Um, I'm, I'm much more of a, uh, I'm much more of a, uh, you know, in my old age, uh, an R and B guy, more so as far as new music goes. But nobody I'm like hard pressed to see. So, you know, whatever happens. Oh, these are like little club shows. And yeah. Like I don't know, dude. I, I I like I love the big stadium shows, but like the club shows, I just feel like are more like intimate. Yeah. And just they can actually see who's in the crowd and get they can see the reactions. True. True. You know, it's more fun that way. I think. Yeah. And hell, in this climate, man, that might be the smarter route for a lot of artists to go. It's like the the intimate club route versus I mean only certain artists can can pack stadiums or not stadiums arenas stadiums is a whole nother fucking story only certain uh, artists can pack arenas a lot of acts will have to team up you know what I'm saying get a co-headliner what are you gonna say no no I know I was agreeing yeah you know I mean getting a co-headliner stadiums that's a whole nother thing man you would have to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so only certain artists are packing up stadiums now, and they they probably definitely have some kind of co-liner with them. But Metallica still is. Yeah, yeah. And they they played Soldier Field, played at one end of the field, and the whole other fucking field and the stands were completely packed. Yeah, hey, I mean, I, legacy act, right? Like, yeah. dude, like straight up, like the fucking like. From like one side of the field, I mean, like at the end zone, one side of the end zone, and the other side, and even more of that the stage is coming out to the fucking to the field. That's how big the fucking stage is, and the stage is taller. Like the they've got like uh, screens that go even way taller than the whole fucking stadium. Mm. The soldier field, the yeah. field there, it's just nuts. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Interesting, yeah, interesting. I'm not sure the word I'm looking for. Interesting thought. <laughs> You know, leg- legacy acts that can only fill up stadiums versus, you know, these these new acts ain't getting it done, man. Not not that it's necessarily their fault, just kind of the the era they came up in, man. Everything we were taught about what we, you know, what life was when we were younger, that shit evolves, man. <laughs> yeah. None of that shit is, you know, none of that yeah, shit is Yeah, motherfuckers thought Napster was tough. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit. laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh, yeah, man. I, I mean, like, I try to, I try to support like all the new stuff that I listen to. Like, if they got, they've got a vinyl out. I'll fucking pre-order that shit. I'll right. buy patches, I'll buy shirts. You know, mm-hmm. they come close up with concert tickets. Yeah, and like, if, and if I find something new that I like that's old, I'll fucking download that shit on my Spotify. But I will also look for the vinyl online. Right. And I don't know if that money's actually going to go to them because most of the time from a secondhand seller. Right, but right. I still own it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty wary of streaming sites. I think that's why I've missed out on a lot of new music. Um, it's because I'd rather have well, like one day I just feel like the internet or whoever controls the internet internet might just be like, "Yo, nope, shutting it down." Yeah, so I'd kind of rather have like some kind of physical copy on my computer or my phone. I still got mad cases of CDs in my trunk. My car ain't even got a CD player. I can't do nothing with these. I haven't bought CDs in so long, bro, my CD player is fucked up. Yeah. And I ain't bought a CD in forever, but, like, yeah. I mean, I kind of just like having some kind of physical copy versus relying on streaming sites and whatever you pay for that. You say what? And, like I said, I'll buy the vinyl. But, yeah, like, most of the streaming, because that's one thing that I worried about, too, is, like, how long is this streaming site going to be around for, like, that I've actually paid music on? Yeah. Like, I feel like 
like you know what Bandcamp is? Yeah, yep. I've dropped some. I feel like Bandcamp will be around forever. Yeah. I hope so, at least because they they actually like, especially during this shit that's been going on, like they've done it like three or four times mm-hmm. where they'll do a sale. All of Bandcamp, they will not take any money from any of the artists for like a whole week. The artist gets all the money. Really? Okay. And no other places do that. Like, there's a there's a band called Haunt mm-hmm. that that I like, and like they've put out probably like six albums in the last like five years at least. Mm. They've all been fucking just crushing, and they're releasing a new album. And he said it's not going to be on anything else but Bandcamp because they actually care about the artist more than all these other fucking yeah. companies. That's mad admirable. Mad admirable. I might have to re-release some old albums. I got, <laughs> I got some stuff on Bandcamp actually, but oh, you know what I'm saying. Might have to go and holler at the holler at the camp. Like you're <laughs> re re-release. We're not gonna remaster them. Jeez. Nothing. We just gonna <laughs> we just gonna generate a new link. Hit the streets again. You know what I'm saying? Just hit the streets. You might throw one one unreleased joint in there. Little oh. little little Lucy. Yeah, that's man. all it takes. That's all it takes, Duke. All it takes, man. How you feeling otherwise, man? How's your how's your spirits, man? How's your heart? It's been pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> it it's must been, be, clearly. <laughs> it's been a pretty like wild week, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah? Yeah, man. Like, uh I mean, you know how I'm like doing the shotgun Sunday videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Getting some pretty good responses yeah get, get some traction mate yeah we're yeah we're making yeah we're making some moves yeah okay all right player uh yeah i uh i just got a i just got a message the other day you know mm-hmm. i was talking about that festival i'm going to in september yeah 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 i just got a message from one of the guys that like helps put it on mm-hmm. and uh they want to do an event on their on their facebook page where people try to imitate me and do a better shotgun of me. Really? And I said, yeah, fuck yeah, go for it. And then he says, then after that, we want to put you on stage at the festival to rip it, tip it, and fucking send it and announce a band. And start it off the right way. You been practicing? You practicing? Your mic work? Oh, man. Even if I practice... Like it's gonna go all out the window and I just hop on that stage. That adrenaline, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Like, last year there was like three to four thousand people there. Mm-hmm. So this year, with it being the only festival that really hasn't been canceled yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> you better get you a whole full body condom. Shit, all that, yeah. all that fucking <laughs> filth that'll be in the air. Shit, a lot of filth in that area. That's the only one that ain't been canceled. And man. it's that type of festival. You better man, listen, you better double bag it. <laughs> double bag your whole body. Don't work. <laughs> man, double bag your whole body. But no, one of the one of the guys that uh runs one of the stages there actually hit me up like three or four months ago. Yeah. It feels like that long. It might have only been a couple months. And uh he told me that like he's been watching my videos for like he's watched all my videos and absolutely loves them. And he told me that this guy was going to get a hold of me. And like I said, this was like three months ago. 
and he did. The, I I never hit the guy up. I never, you know, I never said, "Hey, your buddy told me you're gonna hit me up." Right, never right, did right. Just waited, and he finally did. And yeah, hey, like I'm gonna be backstage, basically. Okay, <laughs> I ain't mad. I am not I'm, mad at it. But I fucking absolutely love when like. I'm going to fucking announce them, and I'm probably going to, like, shake up with all them when I'm walking off the stage. Yeah, yeah. And, so I mean, whether, not even to mention, like, meeting them beforehand and probably the opportunity to kick it with them afterward. Well, see, with that festival, when the bands get done playing, mm-hmm. like, they don't just go to the Florida bus. They hit the campgrounds. Oh, they're kicking it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, bring, bring, bring your finger condoms, bring your dental dams. Man, bring your Yo, I was watching East Mountain Down last night. Kenny told his chick, "said Go and truck my car. Go in the go in the glove box of my car and get a dental dam." <laughs> <laughs> She's oh. like, it's, it's like a rubber, but for your mouth. For your mouth, <laughs> dead ass, man, dead ass. I remember. I think it was. I think it was Patrice O'Neill who was talking about dental dams, and like he said, "Listen, you ever actually try to use one of them?" You see the you see the woman's response when you pull out this fucking piece of trash bag that you delicately place over a woman's vagina. It's dumbass, funny as shit. Like I never I never used one before, but I can only imagine the horror she would look at me like, "Oh my, my my pussy ain't clean for you, ain't clean enough for your lips." No, well, see, see, no, that's Sarah. What, that's what Kenny Powell said. He said, "I mean." We don't know what each other has, and you definitely don't know what the fuck I have. So. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely don't know what I got. It's crazy. That's crazy as shit, man. You definitely don't know what I got creeping <laughs> creeping under the surface, bubbling. <laughs> bubbling is crazy, too. Shit, man. Uh, what's new with you otherwise, man? Just uh, I know you got you know big announcements. Anything going on in the day-to-day? It's the big highlight. Um, I'm actually in a tournament right now. It's going on for uh, 24 hours, and uh, the I'm I'm going against uh, a female on the shotgun tournament. Really? Oh, what, best she, videos. Well, I see. It's not even about the best videos. It's just like, like see, like she's getting she's getting salty because <laughs> her titties ain't um, saving the day. Well, no, it's like because of that. It, well, I mean, they they aren't saving the day. It's just, <laughs> I would like to be clear, they are not saving the day, however. I've got more votes than she's getting salty. Yeah. Well. Like, she posted on there earlier, she was like, go look at my page, I've got twice the content he has. Well, sweetheart, you might Listen, have man. twice the content, but it ain't as good as the content that I put out. Listen, man, quality is, is, is the thing. Quantity, not so much. Give them some quality. People love some quality. So. Let's put it this way, I've got about... I've got about 280 votes to her 70 right now. God damn. Listen, man, you capture the people's imagination. You can do anything you want. Fucking right, man. I was in a group chat with my guys, man. We did a big Zoom, uh, Zoom meet. We're all, we all live in four different states, three different parts, uh, time zones. So we did a big Zoom meet and we was talking about, you know, the president, the presidency. And I was so stressed. I was like, yo, this shit, as we all know, everything is wrestling. So I just basically, you know, attributed to this is wrestling. Donald Trump, as long as you and, and any politician, but you know, the appointed president. But I mean, if you can capture the people's imagination, you could do whatever you want. 
Yeah. We're not a we're not a we're not a place who likes facts. <laughs> we don't really like yeah, facts. You said what? We said we got Stone Cold Stunnered. I mean, dog. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We're not a place who likes facts. We like to our our imaginations to be captured. We like to be entertained. Um, and so you know, we talk about even on the show, we talk a lot about how you're much more liked than me, which I'm fine with. But we know why. Like we both bring facts, but we have our own different charismas as far as how we Thank deliver you. facts. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So. Capture the imagination, yeah. man. You can, you can, you can, you can do anything you want to do. I'm working on uh, getting some shirts made. Look at you, merch, merch, merch. People are asking about it, man. Like people are saying, we need some shirts on the uh, on the group, and I'm hey, just man. like, well. And then uh, working on getting the website made. Thinking about making like some patches and like uh, some stickers. Some dude actually hit me up from New York last week, and. Hey. And then, like, he tried to video chat me. I was at work. Never, never met this guy. Mm-hmm. Never met this guy in my life. I, I, I've just been adding people that add me just from that group, just because right. they obviously enjoy what I do. Right. So I've been adding people, and um, and he tried video chatting with me, and I was at work. And then, then he went live on Facebook, saying he's not gonna stop drinking <laughs> until I go live with him. Oh my god. And then this was like this is like an hour later. I get off work and I see all this. And I'm like, oh my god, look at this fucking guy. Yeah. So I so I, I call him back. I video chat him. I, I hit him up on Messenger. This motherfucker, dude, is I don't know if I've ever seen any more anybody more excited to actually like talk to me. <laughs> like he was like like and like this is gonna sound so fucking stupid. Like I was a fucking celebrity calling him. Like right. he. Could, he was like, "I can't believe you fucking called me back." Like, <laughs> and the whole, and the whole reason he wanted to hit me up was, uh, he just had to ask if they could use my face for a pin. Nice to make them, and nice. they're gonna send me some money. Nice. I done seen a few memes with your with your mug on it. Man, so, that's hilarious, ain't yeah, it? I got man. I'm not mad. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Capturing the, thing- the imagination. The thing is, like, I'm not even, I'm not even doing anything that I would. I'm doing everything normally, normal. Yeah. Like, and there's so many people on that page that you can just tell that they are just trying to pull everything out of their ass to get some fucking attention. Yeah. I mean, authenticity goes a long way in in any I'm, aspect. I'm just, I'm just posting the videos that I've been posting to y'all, and then putting on my story at the same time on Snapchat. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Five or six years. I mean, authenticity will go a long way, you know. Dead ass. Capturing the imagination. Speaking of, man, did you, uh, I know you're not much of a basketball guy, but did you watch the Last Dance documentary? I haven't got a chance to watch any of it. Yeah. I watched, uh, I want to. I did finish all 10 episodes, um, earlier this week. I didn't binge them, but I watched them, you know, uh, the next day as they, as they dropped in, in different, uh, streaming services. Um, so you didn't get to see it, man. I, I did. Um, I don't want to say this, man. It was listen. It was. I'll start here. It was entertaining, for one. It was, I'm sure it was. It was. It was definitely entertaining, and it was good to relive moments that I did remember, and moments that you just hear about because I was too young, um, you know, for for some of Mike's early struggles. But oh, there goes that that fateful butt. Um, 
I got a WD forty that thing. No, no, no. I just talking talking about me. Um, you know the 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 documentary was produced or or one of the executive producers along with the NBA themselves was Michael Jordan. Oh, really? So he knew everything that was coming out. He would that that documentary was not coming out without Michael's final approval. Not a chance. That's- and because, I mean, like, the main thing that I heard about that documentary was before it came out, it was like he didn't want to look like an asshole or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, man, I think, and, and that's kind of what it came down to. Like, the entire documentary was, it was a 10-hour beach, dog. That's a long, that's a long show. Listen, that's a long beach. Fuck <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. It, it was it was it was a fluff piece. Um, basically, just meant it. All it did was just do what it could to cement Michael Jordan's legacy of how we of how he's viewed as the greatest, as his all conquering hero. Um, even even talking about like his losses on the court, they always had like these really convenient, tidy, just tightened like reasons why he lost right in his early career he was just a little too small and his teammates his teammates were no good what do you think about that what's up what do you think about that because that seems like kind of like i mean i'm 50 50 because it's not it's not invalid right it's not necessarily invalid um but even even to take a little further right so it was like when he went to baseball, the thought was, you know, if he had more time to play baseball, if it wasn't for that gosh darn strike, if he had more time to play baseball, he could have been an all-time great in baseball. So and then, some of it just sound like excuses? It just, it was a little too tidy, right? And so when he gets back to basketball, it's, oh, well, he had his baseball body, not his basketball body. And yeah, I get it, like, time off from that, from the court is 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 a real thing. But I mean, I remember some years back, like I caught some hell on social media for saying that there's no way the Bulls would have won eight straight. Like I caught hell for that, <laughs> and I still stand to this day. Because if y'all watch the documentary, you could probably find a way to agree with me if y'all watch the documentary, right? If they wanted to actually agree, if they wanted to agree, right? <laughs> so it was it was basically a way, yeah, to for one, you know, cement Michael as the guy. To distance himself from, you know, I would say the the closest potential guy in LeBron James. I mean, not that people, not that people have those conversations um, intelligently anyway. But yeah, but he, see the the thing though, I talk about it being. Oh, uh, you know, and before I even mention this, the uh, Mike, there's there's being a competitor, and there's being a bully. And I think there was a little bit more blurring of the line between bully and competitor, only although it was just portrayed as him being a competitor. Listen, if I have a bad game, you're not gonna take my food from me, Duke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We might have a problem if you call me a bitch and a hoe on a consistent yeah. basis. Um, so, That's why that goes for anybody. Yeah, right. Anybody with a backbone. Yeah. And I appreciate like someone who can, because listen, when it's time for me to compete, I compete, and it's yes. and it's serious, right? But like, I'm not just gonna flat out disrespect you. That's a whole different no. thing. Um, Jerry Krause, and I don't think it was even mentioned in the documentary. Jerry Krause 
um, the Bulls GM at the time. For one, he doesn't get enough credit in the documentary. Um, he's made out to be this heartless, like completely inept guy who clearly wasn't because he helped put that team together. Jerry Krause actually passed away a few years ago. Really? And I don't think that's mentioned in the documentary. But on that top sucked. of that, yeah, it does kind of suck. It does. And then on top of that, you also, so because of him passing away, you don't get to see his side of the story. Yeah. You only get to see old how, clips. How long were they working on this documentary for? So they got know? footage. The, the the main the main aspect of the footage was during the 97-98 season. So they had the footage for over 20 years. Combined I'm with, saying, you know, of course, news clips before. Say it again. I'm saying, like, getting everybody together to do interviews and shit like that. Like, you know how long ago they started that? I would say the last couple of years. What I saw was that, which kind of gives credence to my theory of, of you know, it being uh, something to distance himself from LeBron James. I, from what I saw, Mike Greenlit the documentary like the year the Cavs came back from 3-1 against the Warriors and won that championship. That was like a long while ago, though, wasn't About it? About three or four years. So they should have started that shit then. Well, it takes a long time to get those interviews. Uh, yeah, that's insane. Interviews I mean, like, and also... And I mean, so that was what twenty sixteen that that happened. So I mean, Kraus was only I mean a year away from passing away. I don't know what his health was at the time. Uh, if we're speaking just about Jerry Kraus, but I mean, it took That's like what I was getting at. It was yeah, like when they start started this interviewing process process sooner. Right. Maybe you'd have got a better idea of what Kraus was thinking. Right. 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 Because yeah. I think I think it took like at least three interviews with Michael Jordan just based on you know the different clothes he was wearing, different angles, different rooms. The Scottie Pippen interview, the Phil Jackson, B.J. Armstrong, Horace Grant, Jerry Reinsdorf, all the people that had to interview. That shit does take a while. Um, but, yeah, here we are. But, again, it was entertaining. And even though I sat here and I said it's a it's a fluff piece and it's a 10-hour beach, it is a 10-hour beach, part of me came to the realization, or rather I came to the realization that I think to an extent it kind of had to be a fluff piece in a 10 hour beach. Um, put it out or Mike wouldn't have let him put it out. I don't know. Maybe well, is that what you're saying? Well, it's, it's the, the cause you're, so, you're like, you're way more of a basketball fan than I have ever been. Yeah. Well, they you left know, out, they I left out things. Me. They, they left out things. that don't get talked about anyway. They left out the, they left out that Michael Jordan was, was close to wanting to leave the bulls and go team up in New York with Patrick Ewing. Because that's a part of the the legacy of Mike that people can't accept. But I think even worse things, right? If there were to be worse things that come out, the culture we live in now is not about forgiveness or redemption. We want to bring people's negative light, negative stuff to light, not because we want to, you know, forgive or redeem, but because we just want to tear people down. I just want to talk about it and yeah, rip people's up. Yeah. We want to rip people up. You know what I mean? And so not that. So I'm thinking of people like, I mean, a uh, Bill Cosby, uh, an R. Kelly. Now, not that Michael Jordan had any was any was involved in anything like that. I don't. I definitely. Do, I want to state that first. But like those legacies, and probably rightfully so in a lot of people's eyes, and, and kind of like it, and, and in my eyes, those legacies are torn apart. 
And there's things we know about certain legends that maybe they didn't make huge news headlines, but like if they did, it would probably kind of deteriorate their legacy. James Brown, Bill Withers as a couple examples. So, again, not that Mike was involved in anything so heinous as, you know, uh, Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, but like maybe some memories need to stay how they are. And not yeah, not be brought up unless unless you were that person in the room with him. Yeah, then they can be brought up. But for everybody else, if you weren't there, you're not going to hear about it. Yeah. I I understand that 100. percent Yeah, like I imagine it sucks to be shitted on the way that they shitted on you know Gary Payton and the Sonics and and Utah Jazz and all them different you know the the, the supposed villains in Michael Jordan's career. Um, that does kind of suck that he didn't really give them that credit. Um, but you know, I was talking about this on Twitter last week before I finished the documentary is that there's something about the nineties specifically the nineties to where it was the perfect blend of like technology, right? And come out like heavy and say it again, just the technology starting to come out heavy. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah. te- technology rising and the 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 sheer amount of give a fuck in the nineties, like identity. I called it. I called it. Um, I called it creativity, which was a blend of technology and whatever else I said, and identity, which you know added to. So creativity and identity were just at a peak, right? To where the eighties, nobody saw enough of the eighties to recognize it as great. And everything that came after the 90s is just seen as a copycat or a derivative. And that's for any fucking, that's for any, any That field. makes a ton of sense. Because yeah. that's when people started getting internet and everything was on the fucking internet. Internet was around in the late 80s, but in the 90s, everybody started getting Exactly, exactly. Gen X, grunge yes. rock, uh, rap was coming to a forefront. Uh, wrestling was coming to a forefront basketball all the all the sports everything was just on the rise and so it hit its peak in the 90s which is also just it just has this this air of nostalgia about it like we look at wrestling and people look at the attitude era that 3 years 3 years 3 and a half years of content three, yeah. and people can't get over it it's like it's the greatest thing ever they can't get they over go back Michael and watch Jordan matches, though. you said what well, yeah so they go back and watch matches they're like fuck yeah, we were so hyped about because most of the matches back then weren't that great, but it was just the stories. And just the, it was the a story and characters. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's just something about the '90s that, like, the conclusion I came to is that because of what I said about the '80s, nobody saw enough of the '80s, and everything after the '90s is seen as this, this copycat of whatever happened in the '90s. We will never give anything or anyone the chance to be considered the greatest of all time at anything. Because there's always somebody else that you can find on the internet now. Like, oh, look at this guy. Well, you know, there's the mythology of the 90s to where there's enough of the 90s story told, but not the full story because that's just the lack of social media. Whereas now you get social media where everyone's accessible and just a lack of attention. Attention spans are so much shorter. Big time. So you take a dude like, and I'll just take LeBron James as an example, like... He's been in the league for 17 years. Half his life. 
And that's a feat that, like, we kind of forget because it seems like it just kind of went on. So, you know, just kind of went, just kind of happened. Mike played from 84 to 98 and missed a season and a half. So 12 and a half years, then came back two, three, no, 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 four years later and was, you know, he was 40. I mean, he still produced, but not like produced. So 84 to 98, so 12 years and then another two years. So 14 years total with a couple breaks. LeBron's played 17 straight and only had one season where he had significant missed time, which was not this season, but last season in his 16th season. So MJ was attitude era. MJ was completely the attitude era. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And, and, and like you said, he played for a shorter amount of time. Yep. We're still going to remember him because of, Basically, the ad, I mean, basically because "quote unquote" attitude era. Because <laughs> <laughs> NBA can't make no new stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. And that's the thing too, right? So I was born in '88, and Michael Jordan started his career in '84. So he was four years deep in his career. He won his first ring in '91, right? Right before I turned three. He won his third ring in 93. So I wasn't even five years old. He had three rings. And then took two seasons off. A season and a half off. So I was seven. You could do that back then. Well, well, what I'm saying is I was seven when he came back. And then he only played three more years. So And that, and that was before I turned 10. So before I turned 10, he had this, this Hall of Fame career. Where I really was only cognizant for three of those years. So I find it really funny when people like my age, our age, are so adamant about who Michael Jordan is and him being the greatest. And they talk really loudly when you didn't really experience it like that. Yeah. You experienced the legend, but you didn't get to see the the, the day to day. Like you weren't watching it on TV. Like you, yeah. like you might have been watching it on TV, but you know what the fuck was going on. Cause right. You, your brain wasn't developed yet. It was all just, it was just mush. Dead ass. <laughs> shit. So I wasn't even five years old, and he won his third ring. What I know about the triangle offense in 1993, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, no, like we picked up more from music than we did from watching anything on TV when we were that young. Yeah. And listen, that's the point. That's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because that's the difference between, you know, music, movies, wrestling, boxing, UFC versus like seasonal sports. Yeah, because with, you know, music, movies, TV, all that, like you can kind of go back and get an idea of what that era was and why it might have been important. There's a lot more replay replayability and replay value in a wrestling match, a boxing match, a movie, an album. Whereas seasonal sports, think of basketball, think of any any sport, right? Basketball and hockey are 82 games. NFL, yep. 17 weeks. Baseball, 468 games per season. Fucking a whole season. Per season. That's the that's the key word. Per, per season. season. An entire season is its own story. So you can't necessarily pick apart 
certain games and act like it's going to tell the whole story. Like they didn't even acknowledge that Mike had bad games. You got to watch the whole season to figure it out. Exactly. With seasonal sports, you kind of have to be there in the moment to really grasp the entire gravity of it all. You ain't lying about that. That's that's a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, it was entertaining, but it was a fluff piece. It was a 10 hour beach, but it kind of needed to be some, some memories might just need to, to stand tall. So it is what it is. My guy, I check it out. Yeah. Yeah. You'll still enjoy it. I did enjoy it, but I, I gotta oh, be no, honest, I'm man. Sure I will. Yeah. I had to be honest, man. Um, is, is there, I'm, I'm sure shit talking it like that. Like, and, and this might be petty, but do they actually like cuss? Oh yeah. 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 It's, okay. it's TVMA. TVMA. <laughs> totally with it. TVMA. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. You, you'll enjoy it, man. I, I definitely enjoyed it. it was, listen, there was definitely moments where I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I was out. Listen, I definitely enjoyed it. But, um, yeah, nah. It, it, was, it was fluff. I ain't mad, though. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, Speaking of, man, of, of documentaries, and we, listen, if we got to, you know, go an hour before we get into the show, so what? There's so much to talk about. <laughs> um, Dark Side of the Ring. Over tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, I got my brown liquor. When I got a little, little, little hand, little orange juice with some grapes at the bottom because that's going to be so fire when I'm, at the, when I'm done with this drink. Um, we hadn't talked about Dark Side of the Ring in a while. We haven't. This season has been fire. And I got to, there's something I got to catch up on, but uh, they had the season finale, man. Owen Hart. Uh, in his final days, um, before before his untimely passing, uh, which actually hell, by Which the time is by the time this drops is actually uh his his passing is the same day as Double or Nothing May twenty third. Um, that'd be the twenty twenty one years yeah since uh since his passing that'll be uh tomorrow if you guys are listening to this when 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 you should like like good supporters um. Sure. But yeah, man, what would you think of the episode? I enjoyed it. It was, yeah. it was there. Were, it was tough, mm-hmm. you know, because this was this was back whenever I was like, this was back when the attitude era was flourishing. Yeah, yeah, ninety nine facts, and and I was always too poor to get the pay per views. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm still too poor. I'm glad they lowered the price. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. Yeah. And, like, I remember being at a DAC summer school class. Mm, word. Like, like, and then, like, some kids there talking about it, and that's when I found out about it. Mm. And it was just like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, man. Are you kidding me? Like, he's actually dead? Yeah. And, and like, for, like, for, like, and I, I feel so bad for Owen Hart's son, like, whenever, because... On the documentary, he was saying he was like, "Yeah, my dad had me go to the airport with him, and he picked up my his grandma and had grandma driving back." And the last thing he said to me was, uh, "Just make sure you take care take of care. your yeah. mom and your sister." And he had yeah. never said nothing to me like that before. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seemed weird. Yeah, yeah. And like, so like, it, it seemed like he was shaky about this whole thing himself. And the way he was even, you know, the the way they were talking about how he felt the day of. Yeah. Um, like he just didn't feel good about it, but he, I guess he just wasn't the type to question 
anything. It kind of seems like he knew his own destiny right there. He knew his own fate. That's kind of scary, just, but I hear you. You know what I mean? Like, and like his son said, like he made the ultimate sacrifice for his family, but like it shouldn't even have been that. No, yeah, that's real. That is real. Like, um, that, like they went, like they used like some bullshit harness. Yeah, that was for like sailboats. Yeah, man. and then it's, like um, they should have they should have canceled that whole fucking event after that happened. Like it's fucked up that they've kept it going. Like. And I do. I mean, I feel super bad for J- Jr. I, you know, is that yeah? But such a horror. He, dude, he was put in a bad position. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I don't even know if I want to start the debate of if they should have stopped or if they should have kept going. Um, I mean, nobody's right. It's really just a moral thing. I can't imagine being in Jim's position, being in anybody's position. Like that is that's rough, man. The picture, right. the picture of. And for those that aren't aren't aware, I didn't really set the context, but but Owen Hart um, fell eighty feet to his death uh, during a pay per view back in May uh, nineteen ninety nine, May twenty third, nineteen ninety nine. Now it wasn't shown on television because they were in the middle of uh, showing a video package when it actually happened. So there's no live footage. Um, the only people that have seen it were the people who were there in attendance and whoever is in charge of you know that the the video library. Um, I imagine it's somewhere tucked away, deep, dark. Can't nobody reach that. You can't see it on the pay-per-view um, if you go to the network. But he fell 80 feet to his death. And I had never seen the picture of the mat with his blood on it. Blood. Yeah. Neither did I until today. That was tough. And then, like, how the the boards underneath the mat broke. Yeah. Yeah. And like you, like I haven't watched, I haven't watched the pay per view, mm-hmm. but I've heard that like they are kind of working around it because like when they step there, they like you could see their knee kind of go yeah, down. You know I, what I mean? Uh, because there's the boards are broke there. Yeah. I never watched the show, the full show. I only watched. Um, I watched to see. The difference in commentary. That's a good. That's a good point. I wanted to see just how the mat, how the show was conveyed afterward, and you can definitely tell. Now again, they cut out all mentions of the match about to happen. It's early. It's and the thing too, it's early in the show. Like it was only like the third or fourth yeah, match, like so they're only. Like, it was a third match. Yeah, so it's like an hour into the show of a three-hour show. And you can feel the difference in the way that Jim Ross is talking. Like he's he's not there. He's not. Who could be? Who could be? Oh yeah. You know no, exactly. Yeah. Who could be there? So, like you you had to go and announce. Like Kevin Dunn said, we're coming back live. He's dead. Imagine that. Imagine Countdown. having Nine, to tell eight, the world seven. with ten seconds of preparation. That beloved, yeah, that a beloved figure has just passed away, but let's go back to the ring for, yeah, like, how do you do that? How do you do that? So, I mean, like, it it sucks to say, I mean, it doesn't necessarily, like, dude, it's so hard to put into words. Yeah. Like, but, like, he, Jim Ross did exactly what he had to do, and he did a good job of it. Yeah. 
And it's so fucking weird to say that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, salute. Like, salute. It, yeah, salute big time. Like, he didn't he didn't shit like he didn't cry like he didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't miss a step yeah whenever he had to announce that yeah and i gotta give that to him 100 percent. that's real that's real man um pushing forward man another documentary uh along the lines of uh the last something um you've been watching the last ride uh miniseries uh about the undertaker his life behind the curtain uh over the last few years you said you love it. Love. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, there's a couple of things I don't like, but what's what's that? <laughs> and dude, I dude after this after this season, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Fuck Vince. Mm. Why you say that, bro? The whole shit with like Owen Hart, like dude, they try to counter sue. Yeah. Martha. That's shitty. That is very shitty. Yeah. And then, like, with fucking uh, Jimmy Snuka. Fuck Vince. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Nah, fuck him. Yeah. I don't watch pay-per-views now. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't like- <laughs> I haven't. Well, I think the best way to be able to stay a fan of this particular company is to not watch the weekly shows. I think that's how I've lasted this long. Yes. Just kind of sticking with the pay-per-views. But um, why, uh, as far as the, the last ride documentary goes, why do you say... Uh, Fuck Uncle Vince. Because he's playing taker. Mm. Think so? He's I think playing taker, yeah. Because yeah. he knows Taker will not say no. I see I do see where you're coming from. I'm actually gonna put this more on Taker. Because I mean it's it's admirable and even like a little bit comedic, but it's kind of sad. Like knowing what we know is to come. Now we're only on episode two, where and they left off. Uh, they left off with him beating John Cena at WrestleMania 34. But like, yes. it's it's a little comedic knowing what we know is to come. But it's only comedic because we know he's okay. But it's a little sad because. You know, you know, we talked about how you're going to be on stage, right? In front of that crowd. We talked about Michael Jordan coming back to basketball. Um, there is a certain rush that comes with performing. And oh, cheers no. and adulation, right? And Taker, yes, there's that aspect, which happens with a lot of professional wrestlers, but also the fact that he's looking for the one perfect match. It's kind of sad. <clears throat> Is what? Say it again. I think that's gone. Like his his perfect match was twenty years ago. <laughs> I won't I go that. Against. I won't go that far back, but. But you understand what I'm saying? You like yeah, some kid, right? Well, and, and and you know, let's let's break it down. So I mean, he had the the match where he had the concussion against Brock Lesnar. He doesn't remember anything from the match, and so he wanted to redeem that. And so he had a little bit of his confidence with Bray Wyatt. They didn't really talk about that match. It wasn't great. But then he came back and, you know, did Hell in a Cell with Shane McMahon. And then, you know, he started the new the new training regiment, right? Where he's warming up, you know, a lot earlier, breaking a sweat. And goes out and performs with John Cena. And you feel, like, legitimately good. Like, okay, look at Take. Feeling better, performing. 
But then I, I'm on my couch and I literally start laughing because when they asked him about it, he said, well, it was too short. It wasn't what I trained for. I trained for 45 minutes and the match wasn't that long. And so the thing is, it's like, yo, he can't give it up. He can't. Can't, can't give that needle. He can't. Yeah. Right? Because once he found the golden but like, key. But like, he fucking hated his match with Roman Reigns. Right. A year prior. A year prior, but he found the golden key of trying. He found the golden key. Was like, "Yo, let me warm up earlier, break a sweat. I'll get loose and limber beforehand. Get these hips replaced. Get my get my shit right." That that surgery was nasty. Yeah, it was. But he found the golden key. Got in much better shape. You know, didn't go for as long as he wanted, and now it's like, "Yo, I still want more." I still want more. Had he just had he stopped with John Cena, that was a great coda to his career, a great way to end. But he found the newer, hotter drug and can't stop. And well, so, go ahead. If they give him a longer match, then I would probably be able to give you a better answer. Give who a better answer? I mean, like, I John enjoy the hell out of Taker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And and like his last couple of matches just haven't been clicking with me. Of course and, not. Of course not. And that's but, why I say you know knowing what we are we know is to happen. They, have, they haven't talked about it in the documentary, but like we still got to talk about the <laughs> the tag team match that never happened. Him and Kane versus Sean and uh, Sean and Triple H, which never happened. We got to talk about the Goldberg match. Uh, we gotta talk. What happened after that? The uh, he did a tag. Didn't do like a tag. Yeah, a tag match with Roman Reigns. He ain't going out on no tag match. You know he fucking. Be- I mean, well, I mean, I hope he doesn't. Yeah. I'm not gonna say he fucking better not, but I, I mean, I hope he doesn't. Right. But the thing is, right. So he had if he if he wanted to go out with something decent, he could have left with Cena, but he was feeling too good and the match was too short. So we see what's to come, and it never. None of those matches hit. None of them. <laughs> None of them. So he's still chasing what he may not be able to get unless we stick with like cinematic matches with AJ Styles. And so I know it's rumored that he might, they're, they're trying to get another Taker AJ Styles match to happen, probably one in front of a crowd. And I got high hopes for that. But like, I can't blame Vince all the way. I can't blame him all the way. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, I can't. I can't blame Vince all the way either. Yeah. And I know I just said that. Yeah. Because, because he still wants to work from watching these last rides. Yeah. He still wants to work. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Them drugs. I mean, like, like, is it worth it to like? Go out there and do it, and then go back home and like talk shit, like mad shit about yourself when you're watching the match back again. Like, is right. it worth it? Right, right. You know, because like that's a whole another level. Like that's a whole another. That's a whole another. That's a whole another game because like you're just you're completely doubting yourself and like like I don't yeah. know. You know, and I mean, it's it's, it's it's a certain <laughs> drug. It's it's a drug. You know. Oh yeah. It's it's Adrenaline. a drug. 
it's how, you know, certain rappers talk about how when they used to sell drugs to, you know, the community. Like, it ain't, like, this old Jay-Z line. It ain't even a line. It's like a prelude to the beginning of the song. But, like, you know, they're addicted, you know, sort of like the fiends we accustomed to serving. There's there's an addiction in everything. It ain't just the drugs. It's the selling of the drugs. It's It ain't it's just. The, it's the science of it. Yeah. You it's know. Putting it together. You know. It's, it's the breaking the wheat down, breaking the Rillo down, <laughs> splitting the Rillo, emptying the guts. Like, it's like, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, same I just thing. love doing that. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. So, it's interesting, though, man. I'll, I'll be glued. Looking forward to episode three. It'll be uh, it'll, it'll be good to see see how it you know unfolds behind what we already know. Um, I'll be honest, man. I think the last ride documentary is actually showing us more things we didn't know than the last yes. dance documentary. Um, oh, really? Yeah, a lot of the last dance is stuff that like you kind of knew already that they just kind of amplified for legacy's sake. Whereas Taker's been so protective of the character that like. It's a lot more of a compelling watch because you're actually learning new things. What was that question that uh, they asked Vince on this last episode that he wouldn't answer? Remember that one? Basically, he just asked what Taker means to him personally. I, um, dude, I lost whenever he couldn't answer that. Like, yeah. He was about to cry. He was about to cry. Making, I ain't making fun of him crying in right. the car. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's his car. You know, yeah, yeah it's definitely his car. <laughs> it's his car. Like, like when they asked, when they asked that question, he couldn't answer. That. Like, it's like yeah. holy shit, this guy might be like, this guy might like might be a human. Actual, yeah, he might be human. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he might be. He might just be a person. Holy shit! Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But a lot of good, compelling stuff out here, my guy. Let's uh, let's push forward, man. We over an hour in. I want to thank y'all for pressing play. On episode <laughs> 69 of the Hard Camera, <laughs> T-H-C-L-X-I-X, and I am your guy, Juve, J-U-V, just under your visual, sitting here with my tag team partner, <clears throat> Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Big Ren, let them know how they can reach you on the social media's dog. You got it, amigo. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok. Word. At a motherfucker. A underscore M A A F H U C K A. Then you can also find me on Snapchat. Moffed up 316. M A A F F H H D U P 316. Check it out, y'all. No doubt, man. Hit me on Twitter and the instant grams at Juvie Desayuno, J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O. Check out Facebook.com slash Juve. Check out the hard camera on Twitter and the instant grams at the hard camera. You guessed it. And of course, above all else, you are listening to us on Spotify right now. Tell everybody you know. Tell everybody you love. Tell everybody you like. We got a good thing going here, something for everybody. So you can help us pay our bills. Please. I'm broke. Nigga, I'm broke. Big Ren. We have got on May 23rd, 2020, tomorrow, if you're listening to this as you should, we've got AEW's Double or Nothing. 2020 
before we get into the card itself, I want to remind y'all it's a new season. And we got new competitive numbers. Big Ren is sitting at three out of six for 50%. You got Juve is sitting at three of six for 50%. We just started now. Of course, the game is wide open. Well, we got AWs double or nothing 2020. Big Ren, how you think about the how, what you think about the card so far, man? Any thoughts? How you feel? It's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, and I, and I've been watching. I've been watching AEW. Yeah, more yeah. than I've been watching anything else, mm-hmm. and I still have no idea who's gonna win any of these fucking matches. <laughs> sure, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so you're intrigued? Oh, big time! Yeah, I will, yeah, I'm I'm paying for this one. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Any uh, any matches you're looking forward to more than any others? Uh, the, uh, the ladder match. Yeah. The, uh, stadium match. Stadium Stampede. And, uh, Moxley and, uh, old Brody. Brody Lee. I hear you. I hear you. It feels like the the card, when I was looking over the card, I didn't realize it was as well developed as it is. Um, there's like, it's a full, it's a full card. And most of these have like some kind of strong backstory to it. And if it's not a strong backstory, um, there is some kind of build there. So it was it kind of snuck up on me how how well developed we the card is. Say it we again. I've been used to this. Well, no, <laughs> not really. No, this is true. This is true. Um, I think it felt so sneaky because of, I think because of the empty, not you know I mean I'm gonna say empty crowds because largely empty crowds. Um, but no, they've been they've been plugging along, man, creating stories still, and and, and pushing forward the brand and the characters. So, um, got some boys back tonight. Yeah, hyped for. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really interested uh, as far as the presentation of this. If they will, you know, put more, plant more fans in the crowd, or how this will be, you know, become off on television. I think this will be the 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 big test. But um, no, I'm 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 intrigued. I'm looking forward to it, man. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine matches to pick from. Um, I have decided, I've made a decision on all but two of them. How how confident are you with what you've decided so far? I haven't picked any. Well, hell. <laughs> Let's get right into it, man. This is actually one that I haven't decided on. Uh, in the buy-in, we've got Private Party taking on the Best Friends. We haven't seen Private Party in the ring uh, for a while now. Best friends have kind of been a, a not exactly a staple, but but featured a lot more often um, in their 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 burgeoning feud with Jimmy Havoc, Kip Sabian, um, Penelope Ford, and, you know Orange Cassidy becoming more of a more of a uh, well known name as well within the company. Um, this is the buy in Private Party versus the Best Friends. How you see this going? I'm actually going to pick Private Party on this one. Yeah. Yeah, cause I like their moves better. Yeah, cooler moves. I feel you. <laughs> um, we just haven't seen them in a while. Yeah. We haven't. We, I mean, they haven't. We haven't had. I, I like how AEW does their pay per views. Mm-hmm. Not as much, but they've been way more spectacular. Yeah. I think this is true. We haven't seen Private Party in a while. They've got a way of you know rotating their talent. That doesn't that it seems rather fresh. 
Yes. Um, you know, if there's someone we haven't seen in a while, they still do a good job of, you know, show, you know, showcasing them in some way. Although, again, we haven't seen Private Party in a while. But even if Private Party wins, you know, it wouldn't necessarily come off as as a surprise. Yes. Um, I mean, they defeated the Young Bucks during the, the, the AEW Tag Team title tournament, um, which makes me wonder, you know, why they haven't been featured more often. Um, See, like, that, that that's look like, that they got. My bad. Yeah, you're fine. Um, but like, I just feel like it's it's not like we're not missing people on AEW mm-hmm. as opposed to other brands. Like, even if we don't see somebody for a while, or or somebody doesn't get used for a while, it's mm-hmm. like it's it's not. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems a whole lot different. It's it just seems fresher still. Still seems fresh. Yeah. Like even oh, the yeah. people we do see, it doesn't necessarily get old. But you know, if we haven't seen them, there's a there's a certain you know where you been. Hey, where you been? Yeah, yeah I hear you. So you're going with private party. Interesting. I'm not sure how I want to go. I mean, we knew we we you know Hangman Adam Page hasn't been around lately, so it's been hard for them to really develop the tag team division. Although it shouldn't be that hard because I mean I'm not sure what tag teams have been affected. I know the Lucha Bros and Death Triangle has been affected. Um, we haven't seen, we haven't really seen SCU as a tag team um, in a while. Dark Orders kind of changed with the with the uh, with Brody Lee with the Brody Lee reveal. We haven't seen too much of of Stu Grace and Evil Uno. I believe they're you know they the travel restrictions as far as uh, um, the Corona goes. Um, hmm, how do I see this going? Two babyface teams. Um, I almost want to flip a coin like it's that close. I'm going to go with the best friends. Spice it up. Yeah, let's let's spice it up, man. I, and I've got no real reason except they've been kind of featured a little more, which could be a reason to go with private party. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with the best friends and uh, hope uh, ho- hope we work out. OK, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this match was added. um as, a, as the last match added, we've got Dustin Rhodes taking on Sean Spears. Sean Spears cut a promo on uh, AEW Dynamite saying Dustin should have been had his ass retired. Um, and why the fuck I ain't got a match? Let's have a match so I can get you out of here, Duke. Um, how you see this going, man? Are there any stipulations? I believe it's just a straight one-on-one match. Okay, well, Sean Spears is going to win by... Well, Dustin's going to win by DQ. You say Dustin by DQ? Well, I mean, Sean Spears is going to like, hit him with a chair or something. Yeah. Okay. So, Dustin Rose wins by DQ. Any specific reason why? You just kind of just see it going that way? Yeah, I mean, like, when they are doing the tournament, uh, who was Dustin fighting? They said if he was going to lose, he's going to retire. Uh, Kip Sabian. Yes. So, that, that, that's gone past. Right. So, he can't, he can't retire now. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Gotcha. So you think so, Sean Spears just Spears. beat him? Beat him into retirement? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he ain't gonna retire, but yeah, no, yeah. Sean Spears is gonna get pissed off, bust out a chair. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I'm fifty fifty on this one because Sean Spears, I think, needs the win more. Um, he can't just keep losing to the Rhodes family, and he needs he needs a a good quality win on TV. Um. Also, I mean, I know they're still looking for his tag team partner. So, like, if him winning, you know, strengthens him, strengthens him as a as a as a force, but also him losing might 
be a good storytelling aspect as to him wanting to go into the tag ranks. Um, Dustin Rhodes doesn't need the victory. He's he's Dustin Rhodes, right? He's he's yeah. he's a legend. He's set no matter what. Um, I think there's different ways each story can go. I'm gonna go with Sean Spears taking uh taking one over Dustin Rhodes. Uh, clean. Well, relatively clean. Heel heel clean. Um, heel clean. But yeah, one two three. I'm going with Sean Sean Spears getting a, getting a, getting a win over over Big Bro. Let's move forward, man. We've got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Chris Statlander. Uh, this started a couple weeks back after the uh, the Fatal 4-Way. Britt Baker got uh, put Chris Statlander in her... Uh, what was What is her move called? The uh, It's like a Rings of Saturn into a Mandible Claw, and there's a name for it. And for some reason, I'm blanking out on the name. But she put it in her submission uh, outside the ring and just kind of, you know, went to town. On that mouth, um, behave. Uh, went down on that mouth, and here Don't we are. <laughs> yeah, true enough. True enough. How you see this one going? I'm going with Chris Statlander just because I don't like Britt Baker. <laughs> like you don't like her as because she's doing a good job as a heel, or you don't like her talent wise. Just because she's doing a great job as a heel. Gotcha, gotcha, guys. So she's <laughs> she's doing good work. Yes. <laughs> so you hope she loses because she's a dirty, dirty heel. Yes. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We're having a great show, man. I'm going with Britt Baker. Okay. Um. Oh, <clears throat> shit. Got my throat. You all right. You all right. Gar- you got to gargle. Uh, no, no, no. I just had to quit my throat. My followers are gonna love this. I uh yeah yeah yeah. I'm going with Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, um, number two contender. She just had a match with with Nyla Rose. At uh, Revolution, which was you know just okay, solid match. Um, but Britt Baker, I think they really see something in her, not just because she's uh, a dentist, but like she she's clearly talented and and marketable. I don't know if I necessarily see a Britt Baker Nyla Rose match, but considering how AEW went this past Wednesday, and you know Britt Baker with the injury, leaving Nyla Rose in there to to handle business on her own. Um, maybe, maybe. So I think, you know, especially with the heel turn, Britt Baker's doing great work, uh, with her promos, her heel promos. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think she's on the build. She's, she's on the way up, man. So I'm gonna go with Britt Baker over Chris Statlander. We are 0 for 3. Spicy. Spice. Paprika. Cilantro. <laughs> I'll let you take that one. I'll let you take it. Um, moving forward, we've got MJF taking on Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Big Ren, talk to me, dude. Oh man, they would fuck out Will Marco this past week. Yeah, Will Marco's got a lot of heart. He does. He does. I, dude, yeah, he he just cracks me up. Fucking. And MJF, that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, I, man, him just coming back. And like I said, like people just coming back in this brand doesn't even fucking matter. I don't think. What do you mean? Like I think they could still take a loss, even if you just came back. Depending on how it goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. 
So what you're saying? So what you're saying? I'm gonna go with MJF. Go. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. Okay. What is it about uh about MJF taking it? I mean, well, I mean, see, see, we got, we're gonna have uh, shit. I can't. I can't think of the other. God damn it! I'm fucking drawing blank on the on the big sum bitch and Jurassic Express. Luchasaurus. So I was gonna say. So we're gonna have Luchasaurus out there with Jungle Boy. We're gonna have MJF out there with Wardlow. Now, do you think he will though? Because Luchasaurus is gonna be involved in the casino uh, the casino ladder match. So do you think he'll be out there twice? I mean, it's either him or Marco. <laughs> yeah. And I don't see Marco being out there. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Oh, man. Yeah. So you think it'll end up coming down to the two the two heavies at ringside? I think so, yes. Yeah. Um, They clearly, clearly they see a lot in MJF, and MJF has a lot to offer. He's, he's, he's a classic heel who lives the gimmick. Um. And he's just coming back. They also, I feel like they see something in Jungle Boy. Um, I believe he had the 10-minute 10-minute draw with Chris Jericho earlier this year. Um, the fact that even you know Jim Ross refers him as Jungle Boy Jack Perry, right? Adding that, <laughs> that layer of depth to the character. Because before, he's just Jungle Boy. And he's technically still Jungle Boy, but it's his real name being Jack Perry. It, it, for one, it rolls off the tongue very well. And it adds a little bit of depth because, I mean, you can't be just a jungle boy forever. No. You got to grow into a jungle man. So even if they don't call you jungle man, you know, jungle boy Jack Perry. Jack Perry is a strong, solid American name from the 50s. Jack Perry? Yeah. Jack Perry. Like, it's just, it's, it's strong. It's mad men. It's beating your wife when it was acceptable. It's all of that. Um... With that said, MJF is just coming back uh, from his series of quote-unquote injuries. So I'm going to take Jungle Boy. I'm taking Jungle Boy in this one. Um, and some kind of in, in, in a, some kind of surprise, Ricky. Not a fluke, but some kind of surprise. MJF is too much of a cock to where he needs just a little bit of comeuppance. So I think, you know, the story here is he's just he's taking all of them lightly. Which is just who MJF is. Taking all of them lightly, he's got to get a little bit of comeuppance for disrespecting, for one, that whole clique. The way he, he disrespected Marco's stunt. Um, and just for, for underestimating Jungle Boy Jack Perry himself. So, I'm going with, I'm going with Jungle Boy to, uh, to, to, to make it happen, Captain. I'm with it. Yeah. It's been fun so far. This has been fun so far. We found no agreement. <laughs> this is the I think this is the first one that's ever happened. Bruh, listen, let's see if we can keep it going. This one, this match might uh, be able to make a shake. The casino ladder match. Now let's go over the rules of the casino ladder match. So it's nine total participants. It'll start with two superstars, and then after every ninety seconds, a new superstar will enter the ring. Now, however, the match can end before. <laughs> Every superstar has has made it to the ring, so it's kind of like you know in the in the Royal Rumble or Casino Battle Royal, it helps to have the last number. 
this is kind of the opposite. Oh, I where you want to get in there sooner. So it's a, it's a cool little twist on both the ladder match and the, and the casino format. We've got Darby Allen versus Colt Cabana versus Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix versus Scorpio Sky versus Kip Sabian versus Cran- Cranky Frankie Kazarian versus Luchasaurus versus <laughs> Cranky Kazarian. <laughs> we got a new name versus a mystery opponent. Um, any idea who the mystery opponent could be? This is going to come out of fucking way mid left field. Uh, we might be on the same page. Well, maybe. Go ahead. Sting. Maybe, maybe not the same page. I, I thought about that for a brief. I thought about that for a brief second because you we keep seeing the rumors of Sting. I don't know if they would debut him that way as a part of a six man or a nine man ladder match. Um, but yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I ain't mad. There's only one other, person. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've got no other idea. Yeah. Who <laughs> the only person who came to mind for me, um, and that's kind of the fun of AEW too. Like when you get a mystery opponent, you can kind of tell. Like with WWE, you can kind of figure out who the mystery opponent is, right? They just kind of have their own bubble. But the AEW bubble seems to be, even though a smaller company, they seem to just have a bigger, more mysterious bubble. Mm-hmm. So my only guess, I mean, it could be, it could be so many people. My only guess actually is maybe Rusev. Oh, are you kidding me? That'd be so fucking hard. It might be kind of fire. Might be kind of that fire. Would be, oh, dude, I don't like. Oh. I mean, and it's it's it might be lazy for me to go toward all the recent releases, but I mean, I've never fi- I never found you want to you don't want to mute that you want to mute it. You, it's okay. Do your thing. It's raw. It's rough. It's uncut. It's the hard camera. Um, I never saw the appeal in in um Zack Ryder. Uh, Kurt Hawkins. Say it again. I hope it's not Zack Ryder. Woo woo yeah. woo. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't. That's kind of distracting. You you don't be you don't you don't piss before before we do this. I do. You you okay? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <I> do. <laughs> so push it forward, man. How you see this going, man? Who, who's taking this home? The winner of this gets an eventual AEW World Championship match. Um, not to mention, they're doing a battle royal next week, uh, the Wednesday after AEW, to where the winner of that battle royal gets an uh, gets an AEW World Championship match in two weeks in, in on uh, yeah. on June third. So we definitely got some like matches that. coming up, some World Championship matches coming up. You said you don't like that? No, no, I do, I do. Oh, like you do it. like that? Okay. Um, tell me how he's going, man. Who's uh, who's who's grabbing the chip? I'm gonna go with Darby. Yeah. Yeah. What about Darby Allen? I mean, he's been putting in work. Yeah. He's in the match. I mean. <laughs> I mean, shit, motherfucker in the match. I mean, shit. <laughs> That I mean, funny. no, like, no, he's been, no, like, he's just been putting in work, like, every single match yeah. that he's in. Even, like, most of the time he loses, but, like, it's still just been phenomenal work. His character work and, is, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely caught on very well. And the crowd loves him. Yeah. Very so true. why not? Very true. I kind of had to start with, like, a, um, 
with like a uh, process of elimination kind of thing, right? So I don't see it being Kip Sabian. Um, I don't think he's he's. This is a great look for him, and they clearly see something in him. I'm not sure it's quite ready for a a world championship match. Ray Phoenix, great talent. I see him. He's got like the curse of the tag team thing kind of going. He's in a tag team like strongly. That's Whereas, what I was going off of. Basically, this whole card. I mean, this whole match. Yeah. Um, Colt Cabana. I don't. I don't see it with Colt. I just think he's. I've never been a Colt Cabana guy like that. I don't. I haven't seen enough of his work to be a Colt Cabana guy. I listened to his podcast a few times. Um, as far as the talent goes, I I I don't feel I don't feel like he's really like on the roster, right? No. Feels more like he's a special attraction. Yeah, it feels more like a special attraction. Um Scorpio Sky is a wild card for me. Because Another guy that's in a tag team though. He's he's and and that's the thing, right? He's in a faction and where they all kind of alternate as tag team partners. But also, for one, he got the match with Chris Jericho for the title on Dynamite. He gave Jericho his first loss in a non-title match. He also... They've been doing vignettes talking about the Scorpio Sky story. Where he came from. How he got into the business. So clearly, they see something in Scorpio Sky. And it's a ladder match. He's going to do something wild, right? Luchasaurus, I kind of, um, I didn't really have an idea for until we talked about MJF and Jungle Boy. Maybe Jungle Boy wins the match against MJF and Wardlow costs Luchasaurus the match as revenge, right? They kind of, they kind of teased it during Dynamite. I don't know, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Very rarely do mystery opponents just win things, but this is, this is AW. You really don't know. Yeah. Which takes me down to, so basically, my, my three are Darby Allen, Scorpio Sky, and the guy I'm going with, man, I think I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy. That was my number two, for sure. Freshly squeezed. Him, him just walking up that ladder, like, him him walking up that ladder backwards with his hands in his fucking pocket. Yeah. Hands in his pockets. We'll just, uh. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. It... Now I definitely don't see him winning the the championship, right? But dude is such an enjoyable character. <laughs> oh, dude, hundred percent. And if you, if you don't like Orange Cassidy, you're fucked in the head. Yeah, you're and the, the the storyline you can create with that of how he doesn't care about anything, but when it comes to the AEW World Championship, like clearly he's going to like care. And so, you think so? Absolutely, he's gonna play it cool until the match comes, and he's gonna bust his ass. It's the AEW World Championship. Who doesn't want that? I mean, why, dude? He's pretty cool, though. He's cool as shit. <laughs> cool as shit. But I mean, you think of his matches. He plays it cool until he loses it. His match against Pac was so entertaining. So entertaining. What, because of that character development of how he doesn't care. Until he cares. So, I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy. I mean, we got a one in nine shot, right? So, let's, let's, oh, make, yeah. it, let's make it crash. Might as well. Might as well. Um, next up, we've got the Stadium Stampede match. 
We got a little taste of it on AEW Dynamite. We've got Matt Hardy and the Elite taking on the Inner Circle. Now, I don't know the rules of this match. I don't know how you win. I'm guessing it's a pinfall, but it's a big-ass 5-on-5 beat-it-style gang fight throughout the stadium. How you see this going? Well, first off, I was I was glad to see the Young Bucks and yes. Hangman back tonight very or true. on Wednesday. That was that was uh, that was very nice to see them back. Hangman came flying down from the fifty <laughs> yard line. <laughs> I, I seen something like, bro. I seen something like, like shaking on my TV. Like like there like it looked like there was like some like there was somebody back there at the fifty yard line, but uh-huh. I, I couldn't make it. He kept on getting closer and closer. Like oh that's that's him, that's fucking hangman, <laughs> cowboy shit. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Very true. This should be a very very interesting match. Do you yeah. think they're gonna? Tr- do you think they're going to do it like how the other brands have done it with these big uh, a turn? matches? Kind of. Oh, cinematic. Well, no, no. Yes. Um. No, I don't think so. I don't think I so. I hope they don't. I think we keep it just chaotic action with the cameras, multiple cameramen being in, in in different spaces. But no, I don't see I don't see them taking the cinematic route on these kind of things. I hope we don't. But so. I have a pick for this one. What you got? I got the inner circle one in the man. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's perfect spot for one of the new guys to come. I mean, one of the guys that we haven't seen in a long time take a fall. Even though they're just coming back. Who, Hangman or Nick? Matt or, Matt or I mean, well, I mean, the Young Bucks haven't been on in a long, I mean, they haven't been on either since. Yeah, true, shit. true. And I was thinking Nick, I thought you were talking about Nick since he was, he was storyline injured, got, got uh, attacked backstage. Uh, but yeah, true, the or Bucks even, themselves haven't been, yeah. Or even Matt. Take yeah. him a pin. Right. And I mean Ah it, it looks fire. Yeah. Oh, keep yeah. this going. Because with with things starting to lift lift up from all this situation we got going on in the world right now. Yep. Maybe they're I, I'm hoping that they are thinking that all this is going to lift up soon and it actually does. Right, and then we finally get the blood and guts match. We're definitely good. Yeah, we're definitely still getting blood and guts. Absolutely. But then we get the right winners for that one. Yeah. So you think this leads to this match leads to the elite getting the, the win in blood and guts? Bingo. Um, how do you see Matt Hardy going? Do you think he? Uh, do you think we see the swerve, bro? You think he stands tall? It would be fire. If he turned on him? It would, definitely, it would be definitely something I've never even thought about. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I don't know what I think. I mean, they listen, they they smashed Vanguard 1 to smithereens. Like, Busted. I seen he had to bet. I'm like, listen, I don't know why you flying down to the ring, Duke. Like, you smell it coming. Oh yeah, everybody's seen it except Vanguard one. But hey, all hell, fuck it. Um, so we finally agree. I'm I'm going with the inner circle as well. Really? Uh, I am. 
I absolutely am. For the exact same reason that I think this, and I don't know if Matt Hardy turns or not, but I think this leads to the impetus of, uh, well, this gives him another reason to do blood and guts. Um, the inner circle get the win here, and then we go to blood and guts where the elite finally finally takes a victory. It's a little interesting, you know. Nick is back, and you know Matt Hardy was originally going to take Nick's place in blood and guts. Yes. So I wonder now, you know, with Matt Hardy so entrenched in the feud with the inner circle, um, they can't not do it without Cody. Blood and guts has to have Cody in it. Bingo. So I wonder how they somehow phase Matt out. Does he turn? Does he find a new feud? Uh, does he just step aside? Because you can't really do the elite without the elite. Like it's it's labeled Matt Hardy and the elite. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that that's kind of intriguing. Kind of seeing what happens with Matt Hardy. You know, in this match after this match. Uh, but yeah, I see it the same way. The inner circle wins, um, leading to the eventual blood and guts match. Where the where the elite take it, and you know put that story to bed at least not once and for all, but at least for now. I mean, they're those two factions are clearly going to be intertwined forever as far as you know AEW goes. So, um, but yeah, I'm going with the inner circle too. We finally agreed on something. Took us long enough. Took us long enough. Uh, moving on, man. No DQs. for the AEW Women's Championship. We've got Nyla Rose taking on Hikaru Shida. Uh, this started Hikaru Shida won a fatal four way to determine the next contender. Uh, and then Nyla Rose proceeded to whoop her ass backstage, turning this to a no DQ match. Uh, talk to me, man. I see it's going. Uh, it's gonna be this is gonna be a close one. It's yeah. gonna be a nail biter. Yeah. I do see Nyla Rose taking it, retaining by the skin, by the skin of oh yeah, retaining by the yeah. skin of her teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be real close. It ain't gonna be no fucking roll up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Who came up with that saying the skin of their teeth? Like, relax. I don't know, it's weird, ain't it? Yeah, it's a little weird. Because there's no skin we don't have skin on our teeth. That's how thin it is. That's how thin <laughs> it is. Um I'm also going with Nyla Rose. I I see I thought Nyla Rose was gonna be the first AEW women's champion, but they went with Riho. Who we haven't seen. Uh, I don't think we've seen Rio since since she lost it to Nyla Rose. But um, yeah, I see Nyla Rose having a long, long reign. You know, building her up to really be that monster heel champion. I mean, she beat Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander on her own on AEW Dynamite. Um, which I mean showed 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 her prowess, showed her strength, showed that they really again see something in her. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with Nyla Rose to retain and and you know keep keep pushing that reign. I don't know who they build up to eventually beat Nyla Rose, but for the mat, for you know for the moment, let's enjoy that ride. Keep establishing the women's division and then give them a strong foundation to build off of. I'm with it. Yeah, I'm with it. For the first ever T, well the winner of the the first ever winner, I'll get it right. Winner of the TNT Championships, the TNT Championship Tournament Finals. We've got Cody. Taking on Lance Archer with Mike Tyson presenting the TNT Championship to the winner. So we had uh, Arn Anderson and Jake Roberts on AEW, the little, little promo, uh, little intense promo there. That's a match I wish we got to see. Jake I mean, Roberts we might and Arn Anderson. See it. Uh, hope, hope, hope not. <laughs> hope we don't. Hope I it's. Agree. Uh, 
Hope it's maybe a tag match with Cody and Lance Archer involved. But uh, this ain't this ain't eighty nine. I don't want no singles. I don't want no singles match. That's for nah, sure. This ain't eighty nine. Um, let alone you know Arn's neck. I don't know if his neck can handle that. But yeah, man, how do you uh talk talk to me, man? How you see this going? What are your thoughts? See, it it would look it would look a whole lot better. If we go into blood and guts with somebody else besides the tag team champions, I have a belt. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, I mean, goddamn, dude, how many times is Cody going to lose? <laughs> Where? You Where? know, like, let's get this dude a title. Yeah. I want him to win. I want him to win. I feel you. And, I mean, Lance Archer is pretty new, but but at the same time, I feel like Lance Archer has already got enough background where he can take this loss. And be okay? Yes. This one is so hard to call. Um, Cody might be the most over babyface in wrestling right now. Um, him yeah. or, or maybe John Moxley, but I think Cody might take it. Um, he's got the flair for theatrics down, which I've said so many times on, on these very airwaves. He's got the theatrics down, the flair for the dramatic. He's got it in his blood. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Um, you know, on one hand, it's like, yeah, Cody needs to win this, right? Because he can't challenge for the world championship. So this TNT championship is, is for him to put a stamp on, let him, let people know like he belongs here. Not just off the merits of his position in the company, right? Not off the merits of his last name. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to say it. Yeah. Said, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, and on the other hand, Lance Archer, I mean, he's had his eyes on Cody from the very beginning. Like, Cody was his reason for coming. Uh, and then the TNT Championship just happens to be the way he's able to finally get Cody in the ring. Um. The Mike Tyson inclusion is interesting for me as well. Because, yeah. Lance you, could try to get hype. What's that? Lance could try to get hype on Tyson. Yeah, <laughs> right? So, yeah, there's there's the happy ending of Mike handing the title over to Cody. But there's Lance Archer, supreme heel, who might have to take a punch to the face. But if he takes that punch to the face, yeah, I know it's Mike Tyson. Yeah, I know Mike Tyson's back in shape. However, do you want your murder hawk heel taking that punch? I mean, if if he's down for it. (laughs) Yeah, of course, if he's down for it. But I mean, you know, character wise, like Mike Tyson is still 53. He's Mike Tyson, but he's 53 and Lance Archer still needs some protection. And and Jake ain't gonna get in the middle of that. <laughs> Jake, yeah, Jake, Jake don't want that smoke. <laughs> he'll he'll knock that boy back on the wagon. He'll need that smoke, man. Um, so it's it's tough for me to call. It really is tough for me because even if Lance Archer wins, he's still gonna try to get that smoke with Mike Tyson. So it's like if Lance Archer is wins it- and it's ta- and then takes a punch, do you want your first ever TNT champion to have that as a lasting memory of his victory? 
is this going to be like Sean? Is this going to be like Shawn Michaels' son called Steve Austin with Mike Tyson as the <laughs> fucking guest referee all over know, again? They said he's the enforcer, so he'll be he'll be able to wander around. You know what I mean? But, oh shit! You know I don't see Mike Tyson being a heel, so I don't see him costing Cody. Um, I this is this is really hard. This is a really tough one. Because, you know, yeah, you can see Lance Archer dominating and beating Cody. You can see Cody winning, you know, by roll up roll up, and getting murked afterwards or giving Lance Archer another reason to want to kill Cody Rhodes. And then Mike get in the middle after Lance trying to murder Cody after the roll up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This can go a lot of different ways, man. Um, hmm. Chinga. Chinga, I'm going with fucking Cody. Going with Cody. Uh, I almost want to pull out the coin flip app. <laughs> Chinga. Chinga, way. You know, I was, I, you know, on one hand, I thought about Lance Archer because I got Jungle Boy winning. And so you got, like, you know, a somewhat credible baby face to take on Lance Archer. Um, I'm going to go with Cody. I think we'll go with Cody via via skin of his teeth. <laughs> yes, yes. Via skin of his teeth, um, and then Lance Archer. You know, maybe marking Cody out afterwards. But I can see Lance Archer going on a fucking tear afterward because he's so pissed off. I don't know how this Mike Tyson thing goes, but I could see you know Mike being down for the happy ending. I'm sure he was a big he he respected Dusty Rhodes. You know, what I'm saying heavily. So presenting a title to his son, it's probably a great a great look. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Cody. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna go with Cody. I didn't know if I wanted that many happy endings on the show. You know, something to balance out with. But yeah, I'm gonna, so, go, with, I'm gonna go with Cody. So I've got an idea what you're gonna pick next. Then <laughs> basically, yeah, I, I pretty much gave it away. And you know, the thing too, right? So we, you know, we watch along, and then homie who gets to who does the Twitter. And does live coverage. Check out the Twitter, the the hard camera Twitter for live coverage of every show. He gets to pick while seeing, like the flow of the show. Like he don't got to do this like days in advance. He gets to watch the show as it goes on, and then he'll tweet us like, "Yo, well, listen, man, y'all might have fucked up because this, 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 and this." <laughs> So, whatever, you know what I mean? And the way we presented it, you know, we've got this match happening right before the title match. But, I mean, it, it might happen in a different part of the show, you know, to create those highs and lows, those ebbs and flows. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with Cody. I'm going with Cody. Um, dramatically, I'm going with Cody. He'll probably bleed, too. Oh, there's going to be some blood. Yeah, he'll probably, he, might, he, might, he might bleed. Uh, taking us to the main event of the evening for the AEW World Championship, we've got John John Moxley John! <laughs> taking on the exalted one Brody Lee. Huh? Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I I don't want to say they've painted themselves into a corner because they definitely haven't. Um, but this is kind of like booking wise, it's almost, it's, it's pretty, pretty 
What's the word I'm looking for? No, 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 no. I don't want to say that. But it's reminiscent of Cody versus Lance Archer, right? You've got Lance Archer, the the new hot up and coming heel who needs who needs to look strong, and they've done great with making him look strong, making Brody Lee look strong. I wonder how they, and of course, follow up is key. The money is in the follow up, sales one on one. But I wonder how it comes across if they lose their first big opportunities, Lance Archer and Brody Lee, especially when Brody Lee, for one, took the championship and has X amount of guys behind him. Um, you know, how does that go? You know. Uh, well, I've got an idea. It might be corny. Talk to me. There's there's gonna be no winner of this match. You think they take that route? I think they take this route, yeah. And mm. I think we keep this feud going. Mm. So you see a draw. A draw. And, I mean, this past week on AEW, Brody Wee sacrifices number one. Yeah. Well, number ten, so, I guess, technically. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, don't know, I don't know how they're doing the tops to bottoms on that. <laughs> yeah, <but>. true. <laughs> Very true. But uh, I think, oh man, this this is a stretch. This is a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Brody Lee's gonna get like, I mean, not Brody Lee, but John Moxley is gonna get like kidnapped. Huh? Okay. <laughs> it's it's a stretch. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel you. but like, why you're gonna shut off? Fucking, and it's gonna be over because they 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 can get away with that. Yeah. They can get away with that right now with no crowd. Right. They can maybe, if they do it right, get away with it with a crowd. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Um, this one is really hard to call because, I mean, listen, the presentation of Brody Lee is very strong. He is, I mean, when he's not in the ring busting ass, he's wearing a well-tailored suit, and he leads an army of people behind him. So him yes. being champion is a great visual, right? It just looks good. However, John Moxley, right when he became champion, they had one live episode of AEW, and he hasn't been in front of a crowd since as champion. So he hasn't really gotten a chance to flex as a champion. I mean, he's only had a couple episodes of Dynamite. Um... Most of it's been recent. I mean, he had the, the taped match, the empty arena match with Jake Hager. Well, otherwise, you know, recent episodes, you know, he's been on TV. So he hasn't really had a chance to, like, truly be the champion. Yes, um, exactly. And I also see, you know, I mean, AW, I mean, I guess technically the company is a year old, but, I mean, this TV deal is only six, seven months old. So I still feel like they're still building an audience. And I think he's more recognizable than Brody Lee, um, you know, just via their their past their past feuds in in WWE and, and how John Moxley came on the scene. Um, this is this is tough, man. This is tough. So you're going with a draw? Yeah. Well, I mean, especially just what you just said. Yeah. Since he's only been on TV once, since he's actually won the title. True. I mean, why is with this past? week i guess yeah but i could and then go that i feel like no i feel like this is going to like the way i put it 
is going to make people love John Moxley even more. Mm-hmm. And still, there's going to be people that love Brody Lee just as much just for doing this. Yeah. Like, it's going to cut to black, and like they might do like a promo, like they've kidnapped him or something. <laughs> it's stupid. But, uh, <laughs> I could totally, I could totally see this feud continuing, regardless. Um, I think there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more meat on the bone. Um, I mean, he stole the championship. John Moxley broke his guy's arm, so clearly they not. Clearly, they've made it personal on both sides, as they talked about in AEW. So, kind of right. regardless of what happens, I can kind of see it going further, just based like on John- just personal retribution. John Moxley would be very, very close to beating Brody Lee. Otherwise, shut off mm. whole stadium. You think and, Brody like, pull some old school like Undertaker shit, like when they kidnapped Stephanie mm-hmm. type shit? Mm-hmm. Do that, bingo. I think it's perfect. Do you think they would? You think he would want to risk losing the match, or, or rather, not winning the title via those shenanigans? I think. I think. Are you talking about Brody Lee? Right. Yeah, no, I, I I think he'd be totally be down, totally be down for that. Really? Okay. Yes. So I know he made it personal, but I think he does value the championship more. Um, that's tough, man. You know what? I'm 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 gonna go with John Moxley retaining. But I, mean, I think he's retained too. But well, but I mean, like I mean, John Moxley winning the match. Um, you have it as a draw, correct? I mean, John Mox is going to retain the title. But like, as far as the winner goes, you got it as a draw. No, nah, I got John winning. <laughs> okay. What uh? What changed your mind? I mean, nothing. Yeah. I mean, it was just that, that was just a theory I had. Stupid, a stupid theory. I mean, all right, yeah, we'll go with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna press you. I'm gonna leave you alone. I ain't even gonna press you. Um, so word, we going with, both going with John Moxley. But yeah, I could I could totally see this feud continuing. Um, there's 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 meat on this bone, and I think they. And I'm I, I shouldn't speak for the whole company, but you know, seeing how this feud looks in front of fans, um, I think it's something that they wanna that they that they'll wanna see. Uh, we haven't even seen Brody Lee in front of fans yet. He, he debuted during this whole during this whole pandemic, so. Absolutely, man. Uh, so yeah, we we have knocked it out, man. The entire double or nothing card. How you feel about this card now, man? Any any last thoughts about anything or any matches or anything? I've been excited about it. Yeah, ever since they announced it. I hear you. Um, just looking forward. Just looking forward to watching it. Not, yeah. not looking forward to paying for it. That fifty pounds. <laughs> True enough. But. True enough. I've actually got uh, my first show in months um, this Saturday, so I won't be able to watch it live myself. So I'll have to catch it the next day. But um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to watching as well. Didn't mention, you know, in the Stadium Stampede match, we didn't even talk about how Adam Page still is kind of on the outs with the Elite. So I'm definitely, uh, definitely interested to see how that story folds, or rather unfolds, in the Stadium Stampede match, leading to to more things. But uh, yeah, man, this 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 car is looking really fun, looking really fun on paper. We clearly are, you know, the the way that the stories have been presented, and the way that we went about picking matches, we agreed on two. We agreed on the last four matches. 
So we agreed on four out of five, uh, four out of nine. Inner Circle, Nyla Rose, Cody, and John Moxley. Forty-five, forty-five. Uh, four, four, four out of five, or four of four and five. We agreed on four, disagreed on five. Um, but yeah, man. So I'm looking forward to it too. It's gonna be a good one, man. Um, any other thoughts on Double or Nothing? Uh, where's it? Well, it's in Vegas, isn't it? Uh, it's actually going to be in Jacksonville. Uh, oh, the, at the, the same place. The stadium of yes, yes, because Tony yeah. Khan is part owner of the Jaguars, so he he could do what he wants. Okay, he could do what he well, wants. There should be some fans there. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. I don't know if they, I don't know if they're opened up like that for fans, fans, but I mean, like not they'll fans, find a way. fans, but like at least people in the crowd. Yeah, they'll find a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That makes a hell of a difference. I mean. No doubt, no doubt. It does. It really does. It really does. Um, pushing forward, man. Before we head out, it has been um, it's been a it's been a tough week for for wrestling fans. We we lost uh, we lost a couple more um, couple more components of this of this of this bigger thing, man. First off, I want to uh, say rest easy and give my condolences to uh, internet wrestling. Writing legend, um, co-editor, co-lead editor of uh, 411 Mania. I want to say rest in peace to Larry Zonka. Um, me, myself. It was a surprise. You know, I saw the headline and I was like, what? Like, it was a surprise. And, I, and then I read the tribute from, you know, so many writers on the website and fans. And, um, you know, me, myself, I've been reading 411 Mania. Um since I was in high school, right? You got me on 411. Yeah. Like, I was a, a teen. I don't even know if I could drive yet. That's how long I've been reading 411 Mania. And, and Larry Zonka was a fixture ever since then. And so you, you get used to seeing the name every week. You get used to seeing his output. Like, his output was, was crazy. crazy. Output was he never cr- He never played one side. Bruh. And was always fair. He reviewed everything. WWE, TNA, CMLL, uh, New Japan, R- he, re- he reviewed every company and was just fair and balanced and honest about everything. Um, he was funny. And you know, he I, was funny. Yeah. And know. it just, you know, seeing I'm it lost. Was, say it again. I'm lost right now like without my like little reviews that you put out. Yeah. Because he was a voice, I mean, you know, they had, you know, other staff members, they have other staff members who would do reviews of the same show, but, like, I wanted the Zonka review. They weren't as deep. I want the Zonka review, yeah. He found a way to be able to speak to his entire audience um, and and help you feel some kind of closeness through a name on the internet, you know? Um, so I want to give my condolences to his family, thoughts to his family, um, and to anyone else who, anyone else who has, you know, felt any kind of sense of closeness, um, just via his words over the, over the last 10 plus years, closer to 20 years. Um, and then, you know, pushing forward, man, it was, it was announced earlier today, whether it was announced earlier this week that, uh, Shad Gaspard, um, formerly of WWE, formerly of Crime Time, um, had went missing. He was he was swimming in the ocean with his young son, ten year old son. Uh, they got caught up in a riptide, and he told lifeguards to he told the lifeguards save his son, 
and then you come back and get him. Well, they, they went to save his son, and his uh, he he disappeared while they were saving his son, going out to get him, and he he, he disappeared. And um, it was announced today that uh, today, as of you know the day we recorded, so it was announced that uh, his body washed uh, washed ashore, and uh, we have officially lost Shad Gaspard, um, young age of thirty nine years old. Such a um, that's a that's a tragic way to go. So, so unfortunate, boy. Uh, it, it's even fucked up to say, but at least they can actually give him a right burial. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's fucked up. It's fucked up. But and like, and I'm sure you've know. I'm sure you know more about him than I do. But the stories that I have for this past week about him. Just being an all-around top-notch fucking dude. Really glowing like, stuff. Like if like if you ever seen anything bad going on, he would never be afraid to like jump in the middle of it. Yeah. And I mean, fuck, dude. Like I I, I heard I heard a story that he, uh, he was the gas station. Some fucking dude tried to come rob that shit, and he wrestled the gun out of the motherfucker's hand. Yeah. The you know, the, like, the home like, invasion like, that he stopped a couple years back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of people that get up and do that. You know, that's real. That's real. Yeah. And even his last act of like making sure his son was safe. He was a legit tough guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's first there's the memory you want to create. Hey, I'm just taking my son to the ocean. And then, you know, things go bad. And he he made sure his son was taken care of first and foremost. Um, I'm not a father or anything, but I feel like if. If I was a father, that's exactly what I would want to do. That's real heroic stuff. You know, that's, that's real heroic stuff. Um, that uh, sad way to go. Rest easy, Shad Gaspard. The tributes will keep coming in. Um, it's, it's it's definitely been a tough week, man. You know, we've we've lost. It's been a tough year. Um, just a up year for in, for this entire just in every aspect oh. of life, man. Just yeah. It's been a it's 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 been one not to write home about. So, salute to those two fallen uh, fallen legends there, Arena. As we uh, as we as we sign up out of here, Big Ren, let them know they can reach you on the social medias, dog. You got it, man. You guys can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at a motherfucker a underscore m a a f h u c k a. You can also find me on Snapchat at moffed up three sixteen. M A A F F H H D U P three one six. Check it out. Absolutely. Hit me on Twitter and the instant grams at Juvi Desayuno, J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out Facebook.com slash Juve. I drop little tidbits and articles and whatnot and things of that nature and here two forth and things that make me go hmm or word. Um Check out the hard camera. Me and Big Ren on the hard camera on uh, Twitter and the Instagrams at the hard camera. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Um, definitely help that following grow, man, on, on both platforms. Tell everybody you know because you're listening to us on Spotify right now. Where well, we got something for everybody. If there's a show coming, you better believe there's a show coming from me and, and uh, Big Ren Legendary. We with y'all like all of June. We're going to be busy this yeah. summer, man. I was about to say, yeah, we're, we are we're with y'all through all of June because, of course, next week we'll have our uh, our comeback show breaking down, you know, what happened to AEW. 
that show, I believe, if I'm doing my math right. So that's nope. So not quite. But then the show after that is going to be the uh, NXT Takeover in Your House show. We're gonna break down that show. Then the show after that is going to combine, is going to be the breakdown of the NXT TakeOver show, but also the prediction show for WWE Backlash. And then the week after that, we're doing a Backlash show, so the uh, the Backlash breakdown, uh, or wrap-up, I should say. So it's going to be a busy June for so us. So we'll be in y'all's fucking house until mid-June. We're going to be in y'all's spot, man. We're going to be in y'all's spot while you're while you cleaning up on your Saturday morning, while you're driving to work. We we gonna be in your ear, man. So stick with us. We're gonna stick with y'all. And help us pay our bills. Fucking broke. Please. I'm broke. Nigga, I'm broke. And I ain't even mentioned, man, I'm less than two weeks until I uh make my move. And uh but not to fear we will not miss an episode. I've definitely been planning the move around my commitments. So nothing to worry about there. We're gonna make this shake. But uh until next time, I am your guy Jew. I'm sitting here with my tag team partner, <clears throat> Big Ren, the legendary. And together we are Owen Hart and the Broya and the British Bulldog. Until next time, we will see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. Salute.